Well, good evening. Good to see each one of you in the Lord's house tonight. Would you stand with me, please? Let's turn to page 298 as we begin tonight. Page number 298. We'll sing all three verses. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Page 298. Sing it out on the first. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit, with life from above, into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love, oh, understanding is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made When as a sinner I came Took on the offer of grace and did proffer He saved me, oh praise His dear name Heaven came down and glory filled my soul When at the cross the Savior made me My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to take. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Now I've a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Amen. Sing it out tonight. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Amen. Great start tonight. What a blessing. Man, I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's been too long since God's people have gotten together. Amen. And uh, we had services Tuesday night and enjoyed Enjoyed that, but then of course with the snow uh, rolling in, sure thankful uh, we got the parking lot uh, taken care of and and uh, you know the roads kind of cleared out and things like that and we're able to have services tonight, amen. It's just something about, it's good for the soul, isn't it, uh, to be among God's people. Sure glad you're here uh, tonight and uh, so let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Certainly got some things to announce and kind of clear up and stuff like that because if you're looking around wondering where the grits are and I'm not talking about the food, amen, we'll take care of that here in just a moment but it's good to see miss sammy ellis and the kids made it home and uh so brother john would you pray for us tonight brother amen won't you be seated uh, tonight, and of course, if you didn't get a November uh, calendar or bulletin, uh, make sure that you do. There's just some things certainly coming up in December, but did want to uh, just mention this, uh, just kind of uh, talking back and forth with Brother Gritz. Uh, yesterday uh, morning, we, you know, it went from, you know, we were just going to get one inch of snow, then it went from one to three inches of snow, then it went from, you know, to five to eight inches. I saw it got up to nine inches, and, you know, they pretty much covered everything, amen. Uh, so, you know, either way, they were right. They were right one time in there somewhere. So, 
Uh, but anyways, just, you know, letting him know that, you know, how it was probably going to end up playing out and stuff like that. We might end up losing the morning services and things like that. Uh, I just, I said, brother, it's up to you. And I understand if you don't want to drive in some of this and things like that, if you'd rather reschedule, that's fine. And he said, if we could, you know, if we could do that. And so we're going to have uh, brother Tom and Miss Gail Gritz next Sunday. And, the, and so they're going to be here with us next Sunday. And that way they don't have to drive you know, and all of this and, and things like that. So sure thankful that, you know, the Lord kind of worked all of that out. And so uh, they're not going to, they'll be with us next Sunday and he'll be uh, reporting in the Sunday school hour. And then of course, preaching in the evening uh, service. And so looking forward uh, to that. And so tonight we have uh, Pastor Alan Cotton uh, with us and uh, we tried to feed him way too much turkey over the weekend. Amen. And, uh, but he's going to be preaching tonight and uh, certainly know he will be a blessing uh, to us. Do want to mention some other things as well. Ladies, don't forget about the ladies' meeting December the 5th, which is uh, your Christmas uh, meeting. And so I believe it's a potluck and then bring a gift uh, for one of the ladies uh, that are there. If you bring a gift for my wife, make sure that it's something like a rifle, deer rifle, or a uh, set of golf clubs, something. I'm just kidding, all right. Uh, uh, December the 13th is our annual uh, business meeting and then of course I wanted to mention this December the 17th December the 16th is our outreach and we're going to be going out and doing some Christmas caroling like we've done the last few years that's been a I have enjoyed that that's been uh, fun to do and then December the 17th on our Sunday uh, our Sunday morning service we'll have the junior church Christmas program and so looking forward to that and then of course uh, this year Christmas Eve falls on Sunday, and so we are going to have uh, a 11, uh, an 11 a.m. service in the morning and then a 5 p.m. service in the evening, so we're going to kind of have an early evening service, and that way folks have uh, plenty of time for their families. I know some people do Christmas on Christmas Eve, and some people do it on Christmas Day. Sometimes people have, you do it both days because you have a big family, all right? So I get all of that, and so we certainly want to make time for families but at the same time, we want to honor the Lord. Amen. And so be in your place uh, for that. And then December the 31st, which is New Year's Eve, after the evening service, there'll be a linger uh, longer. And if you want to linger until, what, you know, midnight or whatever, I, you know, I, all I would say is you better talk to some other staff, make sure they're going to be here because I won't. Amen. I'm going home and going to bed like normal people do. Amen. It'll be another day. It'll be New Year's the next day, but that's all right. So you'll be all right. All right. So. Just wanted to mention those things. Brother Eric, come on ahead tonight. Well, let's just stay seated for this song. But turn to page 264. Page 264, kneel at the cross. <clears throat> Christ will meet you there. We'll sing all three verses tonight. Page 264. Kneel at the cross. Christ will meet you there. Come while he waits for you. List to his voice. Leave with him your care. And begin life anew. Kneel at the cross. Leave every care. Kneel at the cross. Jesus will meet you there. Kneel at the cross. There is room for all who would his glory share. Bliss there awaits, harm can never befall those who are anchored there. Kneel at the cross, leave every care. Kneel at the cross, Jesus will meet you there. Kneel at the cross. Give your idols up, look unto realms above. Turn not away to life's sparkling cup, trust only in his love. Kneel at the cross, leave every care. Kneel at the cross, Jesus will meet you there. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the cross tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Master Brother Micah Quinlan, if you'd pray for the offerings tonight, please.
Amen. Let's stand together one last time. Turn to page 328 with me. Page number 328 at Calvary. We're going to sing the first, the second, and last verse for our last song together tonight. Verses 1, 2, and 4. Page 328. Years are spent in vanity and pride. Caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me. was free, pardon there was multiplied to me, there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary, by God's word at last my sin I learned, then I trembled at the law I'd spurned, till my guilty soul imploring turned to to me there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary oh the love that drew salvation's plan oh the grace that brought it down to man oh the mighty gold that God did spend at Calvary was free, pardon there was multiplied to me, there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Amen. Great singing. You may be seated tonight. Just before the message tonight, Brother Gary Waters is going to come and sing. Consider the lilies, they don't toil nor spin, but there's not a king with more splendor than them. Consider the sparrows, they don't plant nor sow, but they're fed by the master who watches them grow. We have a heavenly Father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love. He really cares when your head is bowed low. Consider the lilies, and then you will know. May I introduce you to this friend of mine, who hangs out the stars, tells the sun when to shine, and kisses the flowers, each morning with dew but he's not too busy to care about you we have a 
with eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love. He really cares when your head is bowed low. Consider the lilies and then you will know. He really cares when your head is bowed low. Consider the lilies, and then you will know. Uh, very good, very, uh, very appropriate for tonight. What a blessing. Well, uh, it's, it's good to have uh, Pastor Alan Cotton uh, here with us, and many of you know him as my favorite father-in-law, amen, and uh, I'm his favorite son-in-law, and so we're favorite because, you know, when you only have one to choose from, amen, it's easy to be the favorite, amen, but of course, it's been good to have them here. They've been uh, with us for our Thanksgiving time, and then, of course, uh, we, something that we do uh, every year is we get together and have early Christmas, and so with all the traveling and stuff like that and how busy things have been this year they stayed through the weekend with us and so we had early christmas on saturday so we actually had a white early christmas amen and uh so that was a blessing so if you want a white christmas then you have to convince them to come back again in christmas amen and i'm sure my wife would not be upset with that at all amen so we we kind of like them amen they're a blessing so amen so bro, uh, brother cotton won't you come tonight and preach the word amen Amen. Well, praise God. Good to see y'all tonight. What a privilege it is to be back with y'all. Uh, we have enjoyed ourselves uh, here in Kansas. And uh, surely when we got up here close, I looked over at my wife and said, Honey, we're not in Florida anymore. Because <laughs> the further north we got, the more the temperature dropped. And so, praise God. It's good to be with y'all here in, in Kansas and here in this dear church. Uh, what a blessing y'all have been to us uh, in the time that we've come to know and love. Many of y'all uh, I've become good friends with and appreciate the friendship and the time together. Uh, Brother Stewart uh, asked me if I would to uh, preach tonight. And, of course, whenever I get an opportunity to preach, uh, it's got to be something very drastic if I don't take it. I love to preach the Word of God. Amen. I love to be in a pulpit. And I'll tell you something else I love. The first song we sung tonight, I stopped singing because I was, I was listening to what was going on. Y'all were doing a great job. I mean, just the building was ringing with the voices of praise. And uh, what a blessing that is, Brother Eric. That, don't take that for granted. A lot of times you, have, you get people in the congregation and they kind of mouth the words a little bit. Y'all were putting it out there tonight. Praise God. But it's good to be with you tonight. Take your Bible, if you would. Turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 16 tonight. And way of an introduction, uh, I will say that this past week has been, of course, as you well know, a, a time of thanks. And uh, we kind of focus in on it on this time of year. Uh, but how quickly we forget. Uh, Taylor and I went to the uh, grocery store uh, yesterday and uh, when we walked I tell you what it wasn't yes it was yesterday before the snow came and uh, we got in there and I want to tell you the looks we got what are you doing in here with, in the grocery store with me in other, in other words they were and don't get in my way and I looked over at Taylor and I said well the thanks didn't last very long, did it? And so, with that kind of thought in mind tonight, turn with me, I said, to First Chronicles chapter 16. Stand with me and honor God's word. And I'm going to preach tonight on this thought. Principles to practice thanks all year long. Principles to practice thanks all year long. And here we have uh, David. And I'm going to give you three different little scenarios here in this one chapter. 
Read with me starting in verse number 7, if you would please. Then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord uh, into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing songs unto him. Talk ye of him of all his wondrous works. Glory be in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. And then look over, if you would, starting in verse number 34 with me. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name, and glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. Well, there's two instances, but turn on over to, to uh, verse number 41 with me. David continues here. And with them, Heman and Jedathon and the rest that were chosen, who were expressed by name, to give thanks to the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. Praise God. His mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of your word tonight. Uh, help this preacher, Lord, to lift up your name. Lord, to lift up that we should give praise to you, that we should be a people of thanks every day of the year. God, I pray that you'll help me, fill me with your spirit. Lord, give a blessing to the people of God here tonight, and I'll praise your name for it in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. As I said, this past week is a time of thanks, of giving thanks. But what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about next month? Or what about next year? Can I give you a little input tonight? There are still hills to be climbed. There are still valleys to be endured. And there are still fights to be fought. And even during those times should be times of giving thanks to our God. So we see here in the text, the overwhelming thing here in these three different instances is that we see that Heman and Jedathon and others that were called by King David, they were given orders, if you would, to give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and then for his deeds among his people. Can I tell you, we ought to do the same thing. We ought to give thanks to God every day for His mercy. Amen. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. May I tell you, I believe the first thing we ought to do when I, when I throw my feet off the bed and my feet hit the floor and I give myself just a couple of seconds to get my equilibrium where it needs to be, is thank the Lord for another day. Now, you young people don't know anything about having to wait to get up and get going. As you get a little bit older, you get up a little more cautious. But my point is this. Every day that God gives you, you ought to say, thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes again. Thank you, Lord, for letting me breathe again this morning. Thank you, Lord, to get to enjoy my family again today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I'm thankful God's mercy that He's shown to me and to you and that it will never, ever stop. Never, ever go away. It will last for all eternity. In other words, when you get the mercy of God applied to your heart, when you receive Christ as your personal Savior, you're not saved today and lost tomorrow. You're saved today, tomorrow, next month, next year, and for all eternity you're saved. It will not wear out. There's not many things in this world you can say that about anymore. But His mercy will not wear out. His mercy will endure forever. David, here in this text, uh, he says here 
that uh, we ought to give thanks. That's a common thing with David. Brother Eric, I believe last time I was up here, you were preaching on Wednesday night. Was that in the Psalms, I believe? You saw a lot of thanks in the Psalms, hadn't you? Yes, sir. 100 and 105 are two of my favorites. But let me give you a couple more here. Psalm 26, 7 says, That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Now, as I was preparing and thinking and meditating, praying about this, it hit me that David was a man after God's own heart. And if I want to be a man after God's own heart, I ought to be a thankful man just like he was a thankful man. It's good enough for David. It's good enough for this old preacher. Psalm 95, 2. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. By the way, little g, there with the all gods. Now, we see here is these instructions, these orders given here in the Old Testament by King David. But I want to tell you, we have orders from headquarters as well. We have, if you would, our instructions in the New Testament just as well. Think on this with me. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You want to have more peace? Be more thankful. Be more thankful. Yes, folks. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hmm. In other words, it's impossible for we as children of God to escape the obvious instructions that God has given us. It is the will of God that we be thankful. Now, there's no, there's no disputing it. That's God's will for everyone. You know, the perfect will of God is different for certain people. Not everybody's going to be a preacher or a missionary or a music director or, or uh, be in full-time Christian service. So we have some different perfect wills of God. In some categories. But there's some things that the perfect will of God is the same for everybody. And this is one of them. That we be thankful. That we be thankful. So, you say, well, preacher, it's not always easy to give thanks. Can y'all say amen? Yes, it's the truth. Okay. Yet, it's exactly what God has instructed us to do as the children of God. Now you say, well, preacher, you don't know what intense hardships I'm going through right now. You don't know what great depressions that I'm going through right now. How in the world can I be thankful in the midst of such adversity in my life? In other words, how is it possible to praise the Lord and express thanksgiving in those kind of situations? So what I want to by way of tonight, by way of giving you four points, I want to give a four things, four thoughts for you to help you and I to what? To have principles, to listen to me, to practice thanks all year long. Number one with me tonight, and we'll take it here. Thanks, listen, giving of thanks should be based, here's a good, my first one's a good one, Based on a choice and not an emotion. One of the most important ones I've got for you tonight. In other words, we are to make a choice, a definite, clear, concise choice, no matter what's going on in our lives, we're going to find something to praise God about. Now, David here, he's found something to praise God about. But may I tell you, it's not been a cakewalk here for David in this in these chapters. It's not been all hunky-dory. It's all not been smooth sailing, can I tell you. But David here has found some things that 
he can praise God for right now. You say, what, preacher? Well, they just had a victory over the Philistines. They also, listen, they also are bringing back the ark of God and bringing it to the city of David. But may I tell you, folks, all the fights weren't over. And David knew it. But even though he knew there were more fights coming, there were more battles to be fought, there were more hardships to be crossed in, the, in their lives of the Israelites, he chose to be thankful anyway. He found something to be thankful for. Now we often do not give thanks or be thankful because we just don't feel thankful. Uh, let me give you one here tonight. Listen. Our emotions should be the caboose on the train of thanks and not the engine. Okay? Your choices ought to pull your train of thanks, not your emotions pulling it along. If you depend on your emotions to pull your thanks along, may I tell you, folks, you ever seen them trains do this number here? Start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. And I tell you, if you'll make clear choices, you'll be consistent with your thanks to God. Yes. Our emotions should follow, not lead, when it comes to giving thanks unto God. Let's not put off our expressing thanks to God just because we may not initially feel like it or feel thankful. Giving thanks, I believe tonight, is an act of obedience, is an act of choice and not an emotion. In other words, folks, David looked for a reason to thank God even when he knew there were still troubles ahead. Listen to this thought with me, if you will, tonight. Giving thanks is a conscious response that comes from looking beyond our blessings to the source of our blessings. And if you'll keep your thanks pointed, not just, well, God, thank you for this, and thank you for that, and I thank you for that item over there. Let the, your item, the object of your thanks, be who sent the gifts, not the gifts themselves. Yes, folks, it should be number one. In order to be thankful all year long, to give thanks consistently, it should be a conscious, clear choice on your behalf and not led by your emotions. Number two, if you would, thanks should be based upon everything contained in our lives. David and the Israelites in these chapters, you could go back and read them. For the sake of time, I'll tell you tonight, they have been through the battles. If you remember back during the time of Saul, you know the ark was taken away. You know all those, those stories. You know there were battles with the Philistines. Uh, can, can I tell you, folks, uh, they were battles uh, that were going to continue. Now think on this. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Now, it's pretty easy for us many times to give thanks for the blessings, the enjoyable things, or the unexpected things of great delight. But, listen, here's my point on number two here of everything contained in our life. We should also thank Him in the difficulties, the hardships, in these adversities that we experience. Because, may I tell you, if you only thank Him just for the good things and in the good things, you're going to have some long periods sometimes where there's no thanks. Because life has its share of hardships. Life has its shares of up and down. Life is like a roller coaster many times. 
You're up here, and first thing you know, it's down here. First thing you know, you're back up here. And it's like this. And if you only thank Him when you're up here, you've got a whole period of time there when you're not thanking God. In everything. Yes. You see, David here was giving thanks, I tell you, because the ark was going to be put back in its proper place by its proper method. But can I tell you, you look back in these chapters, uh, that's where it's headed to, but it hasn't been an easy trek, has it? There was a men lost their lives trying to move the ark because they didn't do it according to God's plans. Hardships came from that. Absolutely. Yes. They had trouble getting the ark back. I'm still in the process here of getting it back in its proper place by proper means. James 1-2 says this. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation, knowing this, that the trying of our faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, that means mature, entire, wanting nothing. So, you know, in this thing of choice, choose to praise God even in the difficult times of life. Thank Him in everything, even in your difficulties. I found in life that even in your difficulties, if you will look for something to praise God about, He'll show you something to praise Him for. If you'll look for it, you'll find it. You'll find it. Now, if all you focus on is just that bad thing that's going on, may I tell you, you're missing the blessings many times that are surrounding the bad situation. Absolutely. Thank Him in everything. In my notes here, I wrote this thing that if you are able to experience and give, listen to me, give thanks in the difficult times, you'll experience His presence, okay, listen, and not just His presence that you receive. In other words, if you do it in the difficult times, you'll receive that, that close communion with God, His very presence. I don't know about you, I've been through some places in my life that only God's presence is what got me through those difficult times. Absolutely, and you have too, if you've been around a while. Yes, in other words, give God thanks in the tough times too. Yeah. Number three tonight, using David here as an illustration, thanks should be Used to escape complaining. Now, if David had, David had plenty to complain about. You look back just a few chapters from, from these chapters right here. I mean, Saul tried his best to kill him. Okay? He's had all kinds of battles to get where God wants him to be. Having all kinds of battles with the Philistines. But may I tell you, instead of focusing, listen, and complaining, he chose to be thankful. Chose to be thankful. During difficult times, we should be careful to watch our attitudes and our tongue. Because many times when the pressure's on, that's when our heart is truly revealed. Yeah. When it's those pressure cooker moments. Yes, that's the time when you need to look to, press, to, to please God and to praise God and to thank God. Yes, it is. Instead of complaining, look for a reason to praise Him for God get, bringing you through those difficult times. David went all out to give thanks to God. As I thought on this, and how many of y'all ever had a toothache? Okay. Oh, yeah, most of us. Okay. I'd be hard-pressed, kids, 
to thank God for toothache. Okay? I'm going to tell you. You know what I can thank God for? I still got my teeth. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay? Even though, you know, thanking God, oh, thank God, thank you, I got a toothache. No. Oh, God, thank you, I still got teeth so I can have a toothache. Okay? You can always find something to thank God for in any situation. You know, we've all lost loved ones over especially, it seems like, even faster over the last few years. And, of course, those are hard times, difficult times. And then I have folks that, you know, want to complain about that. But can I tell you, if you look at that situation, we can look up to God and say, God, thank you I had them as long as I had them. Thank you that they were the, had the input in my life that they did. Thank you, God, for putting in my life that they were the influence on me that they were. Thank you that they were my friend. Thank you for those parents I had. Thank you for those grandparents I had. You see, you can always find something to praise God about and thank God for even in the worst of times. The worst of times. And these principles will help us to practice things all year long. They will. Yes, Psalm 50, 14 and 15 says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the name of trouble or in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, thou shalt glorify me. I found something in my few years that a thankful person, 99.9% of the time, is not a complaining person. And when you have somebody that's constantly complaining, I can pretty well nail it down. They're not very thankful or not a very grateful person. Come on. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, by our, by our speech, we're, we're known many times. And it reveals our heart sure. of whether we're thankful and grateful for the things that God has done for us and thankful for the God that we have. Yes. yes. Focusing on giving thanks will keep you from complaining. And by the way, I mean, this won't cost you anything. You find somebody's complaining all the time, don't hang around them. I told you it wasn't going to cost you anything. I'm going to help you. They're constantly complaining. Can I tell you? Don't hang around them all the time because, let me tell you, the more you hang around them, the more you'll become a complainer. But by the way, you hang around thankful people and you'll become more thankful. Absolutely. Being thankful will keep us from complaining. Number four, and I know I'm giving you these verses. It's a Sunday night. It's been a long week. He said, Preacher, you've given us all these verses. We're not having to uh, look at them tonight. Well, that's all right. I believe I'm quoting God's word to you tonight. Amen. Now, number four, thanksgiving or giving of thanks should be used for contentment. That's a good one. Contentment. Don't wish your life away. Don't wish your life was different. And compare yourselves to others. God knows what's best for you. In, his, in the right time, the right place, the right circumstances, God will provide. Just like a thankful person won't be a complaining person. Listen to me. A thankful person is a contented person. Contented. Philippians 4.11 Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. David in this chapter here was content to praise God Content to give over 68 people 
in, in this instance, you go back and read here, where their only job in this particular thing was to simply praise God, to give God thanks. Well, by the way, God has given us the same job. I wonder how many of us are doing, the same, doing as good a job as these 68 did of giving thanks to God. David chose to be contented, okay? And if, you read, and if you read the Psalms, and they're blessed, I believe you could agree with me. Throughout the Psalms, you'll find majority of them that David is what? Giving thanks. He is a contented person. Yeah. If you'll be thankful, you'll have a contented heart. Amen. By the way, life is much more pleasant when you're contented Amen. than when you're discontented. First yeah. Timothy 6, 6 through 8 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Now when I look more and more in the context of these chapters. Let me tell you this. I tell you David was contented here. He was in contented. He was contented despite this. In chapter 17, you'll find out that David wanted to build the house of God and God told him no. Now that brought me to a point. How many of us are still content with God when God says no? No. Are you still content with God? Not only in chapter 17 would you see that he was not allowed to build it. He was told that his heir, his son, would be able to build the temple. Okay? But in chapter 18, if you take time to read, you'll find out, as I said earlier, David knew that the Philistines weren't done with them and they weren't done with the Philistines. And instead of complaining, instead of complaining to God, God, why don't you just wipe them off the mount for us? Why do we have to deal with these people? Why do I have to deal with this, Lord? I'm a man after your own heart. Why do I have to deal with these things? Instead of having that negative attitude, that discontentment, that complaining, David made a choice that he would thank God even in the bad times, that he would thank God, he would not be complaining all the time, and he would thank God and not be discontented all the time. That was a clear choice that David made. By the way, it would do us good to make the same choices. We'd be happier people. Be happier people. Yes. See, he still had to face the Philistines, the Moabites, and the Syrians. By the way, he was going to have the fights. But he had the victory because he had the captain of the host on his side. Amen. So do you. Amen. So do you. You got the captain of the host on your side. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No matter what you're going through. How, no matter kids how bad it looks right now. No matter young people how tough it is. Parents how hard it is. You still got the captain of the host on your side. Amen. On your side. Yes, folks, the Word of God says having a thankful heart is God's will for our lives. By the way, it's God's will that we have a thankful heart all year long. Every year, if you would. And continue to be thankful until we see Him face to face. And then we have the ultimate, thank you, Lord. What kind of thank you are you going to give God then? Well, see, we're going to thank God a lot in heaven, I believe. I intend to. 
Because I know I'm not getting to heaven on my marriage, but on his marriage. It'll be a continual thank you for what he's done. So if we're going to thank God in heaven and have a thankful God in heaven, Mother Eric, we ought to right now, listen to me, we ought to get used to it right now and do it while we're here. Do it while we're here. Yes, folks, when we begin to thank God for what we have, rather than comparing ourselves to other people, oh, aren't we, aren't we you know, kind of in that ballpark sometimes? We see somebody else has something, and that old green-eyed monster pops up. I got to have me one of them. <laughs> oh, preacher, you can leave that alone now. It's the truth. You see, if we will be thankful, it will open the door of God's richest blessings for our lives. It will. So let us as children of God determine in our hearts that we're going to make a choice. And that choice is that we're going to thank God, not based on our emotions of the moment, but on God's goodness and God's grace God's mercy, if you look in here, God's work toward his people, make a conscious choice, you'll be happy. So think on this with me tonight. How are we going to do that? It's a choice, not an emotion. In the blessings, as well as the crisis of life. Instead of complaining, and last but not least, so that it will instill contentment in our hearts. Instill contentment. I like to be around contented people. And I like to be a contented person myself. Do I always succeed? No. My wife will tell you that. Okay. But I want to be a contented person. And I find the more thankful I am, the more contented I am. And I believe that if you'll do the same, it'll be the same in your life tonight. The number one thing that you've got to be thankful for, though, is your salvation. You know, if you don't have Jesus Christ in your heart, if you've not accepted Christ as your Savior, if you don't know you're on your way to heaven, listen to me. You don't have the most valuable thing in your life ever that you could actually be thankful for the eternal thing which is eternal life so if you don't if you're not sure about your salvation it's simple the devil will make it hard for you but it's simple it's simple repentance toward God and faith in Jesus Christ it's turning from myself and my sin and turning to the Savior my turning from my sufficiency which there is none Again, you could ask my wife about that. And turning to the sufficiency of the Savior. And if you'll do that, and he says, in no wise will I cast you out. He that comes to me, in no wise will I cast out. And so if you don't have salvation to be thankful for, tonight could be your night. This has not overall been a salvation message, but I mean to tell you tonight, that's the greatest thing you can be thankful for is eternal life, a home in heaven to be thankful for forever and ever and ever. How about you tonight? Have you been thankful all year long or have you just been a little thankful this week? Let me ask you this. Has your thankfulness already wore off like I saw in the grocery store yesterday? Can I tell you, we ought to be thankful all year long. Let it be our goal to be thankful every day that God gives us on this earth. Shall we pray? Every head bowed and every eye closed. I do not know your need tonight. Maybe there's someone here who doesn't know if they're saved. You say, preacher, would you just pray for me? I'd like to know I'm going to heaven, but I'm just not sure. I'll not embarrass you. 
And I'd love to pray for you tonight. I take it then that everyone here has received Christ as their Savior. I hope that that's 